helping families be happy. Welcome to the Helping Families Be Happy podcast, where we explore the often messy world of family love and relationships. I am your host, Dr. Carla Marie Manley, a practicing clinical psychologist, wellness advocate, and author based in Sonoma County, California. I've teamed up with Familius Publishing to bring you nourishing real-life information about love, family, relationships, and life. Now I'm thrilled to introduce today's guest, Stephanie Bowsley, who will be talking with us about her book, By the Avocado Toast, How to Crush Student Debt, Make More Money, and Live Your Best Life. Welcome, Stephanie. Hi. Thanks, Dr. Carla. It's a joy to have you on the podcast today. Would you tell me just a little bit about who you are and where you got to this point in your life? Sure. So um, I went to graduate school in um, 2007 and I went to NYU film school for my master's degree, Um, finished graduation uh, with a ton of student debt and really felt like that kind of became sort of the focus of my life, um, why I couldn't pursue things I really wanted to do. Um, I felt very ashamed by it and very trapped by it. And when I read other books about getting out of debt, I felt they were sort of patronizing. They kind of blamed the person who had the debt and they offered kind of the same advice again and again about just like get another job and stop going to Starbucks and, and kind of things that were sort of laughable to someone who a had the education I had but b also had the amount of debt that I had because you know I can save five bucks a week going to Starbucks but that was not going to even put a dent in the amount of debt I had with the interest rates I had at the time so I, I never really set out to write a book. I set out to pay off my debt. Um, I ended up working abroad and paying a lot of it off that way, which is something I talk about in my book. But it's also more about the transformation that I went through that I want my readers to go through, which is sort of like the emotional side of dealing with debt and how it affects your self-esteem and kind of how you approach your life goals. I think at the highest, my student debt was around $286,000. Oh my. Um, and this was because I, I had um, basically paid for my undergrad education myself. Um, but then when I got into graduate school, um, there were just a lot of factors that felt different from when I was an undergrad. I couldn't, I didn't have this as much time to work and earn money at an outside job. Um, I really was only able to do the schooling and the projects that we were assigned. Um, also, I, it took me several years to complete a thesis project. Um, and I was dealing with some personal issues throughout that time. Um, related to sort of mental health. And so for a long time, I just, I kind of just ignored the debt and 
felt like it was so big, it was not even worth really thinking about or, you know, trying to deal with. So it kind of feels like you're the butt of a joke that you believed, but actually like blew up in your face. Absolutely. So you pursued the higher education because, you know, in our culture, it's something that you're encouraged to do, yet you find yourself with this debt plus the stigma where sometimes people don't differentiate between debt that somebody might have spent buying fancy clothes, fancy cars, fancy vacations, or a debt that was incurred because you wanted to further your education. I just kind of felt in a lot of ways like I was a victim of predatory lending that I should have educated myself on better. Um, so I do uh, take that responsibility. You know, I just want to be very clear that I talk a lot in my book about how, you know, it's kind of about saying, what about this am I responsible for? And what about this do I just need to say I made a mistake and forgive myself? And I think in my book, I try to help people do both things and kind of like get their life into a better place while they also work on the sort of psychological issues, either that incurred the debt or that is caused by the debt. You know, I went to uh, look for jobs, right? And then these internships are paying, you know, almost nothing. And it's like, maybe I could have taken that internship before I had this debt, but I went and got the education so I could get the internship, which I now can't take because there's no way to do that kind of free or very low paying work while also like paying off this debt that I now have. Um, so it really affected the people, like, it kind of affected me feeling like I'll never get to have a wedding because why would I ever spend money on a wedding when I have this debt? Um, people don't want to date someone with this kind of debt. You know, I was kind of afraid to tell my partners about it, even when I got to a place where I was actively paying it off, um, you know, in a lot quickly, a lot more quickly than other of my classmates with similar debt numbers. Um, but, and it just made me feel like if I ever had anything nice or spent money on anything at all, I was a bad person because why wasn't I using that money to pay off my debt? Um, or even just doing self-care things, you know, like getting a massage. Like I would feel really bad if I did stuff like that because right. I had this debt. And you know, I just uh, really didn't understand how someone was supposed to pay off their debt responsibly, but also like enjoy self-care things and comforts and, uh, you know, taking a class to learn something better or develop yourself. It just felt like all those kinds of things were now off limits to me because I had to remember all the time that I had this debt. When I wrote this entire book, it was written between the hours of 5 and 6 a.m. every day because that was the, I had to be to work by 6.30 in the morning. I ended up going to work in finance um, as an executive assistant because I made a lot more money that way. And, um, you know, I would, I just thought, you know, I have to work as demanding of a job and as 
high paying of a job as I can find. I need to stay in that job. Um, and I need to just focus on putting all my energy towards reducing this debt. Um, and so the only energy I, I had to write was between five and six in the morning, which is when I wrote the whole book. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of like, it was a long process of saying, you know, it's not going to take me two years to pay off this debt. So what can I do to both nourish myself emotionally, physically, spiritually, whatever, while I'm getting through this process, you know, cause I have to live life as a person too. And I can't just spend every day punishing myself cause that's not a life. So what were some of the things that you did do, and I'm sure you write about them, that would help you live a good life while you were had this separate issue over here that didn't consume you, but the separate issue of repaying your debt, and then how were you able to set that aside and really focus on living a good life at the same time? Yeah, so it, it was a process. One of the first things, though, definitely involved looking at my part and asking like what was personally what was I doing to contribute and the truth was I you know I was not actively treating my depression at the time um I was struggling with some addiction issues um and none of those things were helping me get out of debt or enjoy (laughs) or enjoy life either Um, so I had to really get into, get myself the kind of help that I needed, um, which I did do. And I also had to just come to a place of personal acceptance with the job that I worked because I was really embarrassed of my job. I went to one of the best film schools, you know, in the country and I don't even work in film anymore. Um, you know, that was just sort of every day a reminder of that I failed, you know, and I had to get the therapy I needed. I had to, you know, just come to a place of acceptance every day with like, hey, this is my life. I am in the right place. I'm going to choose to believe that this is the right thing for me, even though it's not what I want. And, you know, what else can I do to contribute you know to this environment um to other people and kind of like putting yourself in a service oriented mindset instead of a what can i get from this situation mindset um and i and it also part of it was like learning to quiet that inner critic voice when i did spend money so i had i was working with a writing coach for a while um, cause I wanted to finish this project and she costs money. And I just kind of made my peace with it. And I said, look, this is important to me. I am going to spend money on this and, um, I'm not going to beat myself up because it's not going to the debt. And just gradually I started earning, you know, when I got into that service oriented mindset, it particularly excelled me in my work environment because, I just was like better as a worker and I ended up earning a lot more money over time. And, um, I ended up learning to kind of live with myself over time. 
um, and with what I was doing and to be like, no, I, I'm not going to apologize for a paycheck, no matter if it came from my dream job or someone else's dream job, but not mine, you know? Um, and so I kind of walk people through giving yourself those little luxuries and also, um, but also looking at what can I control here and what, how am I self-sabotaging um, and what do I need to address there to really get where I need to be? I really love how you broke it down for listeners to be able to understand what you went through, that you took these very clear steps. And what I'm hearing you say is that you took a step of personal assessment where you really took accountability and personal responsibility with an accepting attitude, a heavy dose <laughs> and much needed dose of self-forgiveness. Then you engaged in self-care that wasn't frivolous self-care, but really thoughtful, mindful self-care about things that would be supportive for you. And then the other piece is doing what you needed to do, like taking the job that was going to pay the bills and help you reduce your debt while setting aside the inner critic that wanted to come in and slam you for not being in your dream job. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, when I talk to other people with debt, I just, for one, I, I used to never ever talk about my debt to anyone. It was like this huge shameful secret that I had. And the more I started to talk about the way I felt, I realized there were so many people out there feeling similarly about the state of their lives and their, their debt as well. And I realized, you know, someone has to start talking about this before it to become a thing that people can feel comfortable discussing. Um, and so I really just want to to help other people kind of go through a similar journey and get out of debt and just feel better about, you know, where they're at in life. And sometimes that even means asking yourself, like, what's important to me? Absolutely. And it sounds like you use this period as a time for reassessment on a lot of levels. And mm -hmm. so I have a question for you. <laughs> Tell me about the title. By the avocado toast. Do you like avocado toast? Yeah, you know, I, um, I, I, I don't cook at all, but avocado on bagel with some feta cheese and lemon is like one of the two things I know how to make. So I do actually eat that. But, um, you know, we when I was working with Familius's team, we were really just, we, we were kind of... Um, at a loss for a while because I was like, how do we find a title that encourages people to spend money on themselves while they're dealing with their debt and, and kind of encompasses the theme of sort of like the emotional uh, side of financial responsibility. And so this was kind of what we came up with after a long period of of brainstorming and back and forth. Um, but it's just to suggest that like, hey, you do deserve to eat nice things that you want sometimes if you're cleaning up these other areas of your life, kind of. And I love <laughs> how... 
it's no it's beautiful because it's really symbolic it's saying hey you deserve these things that are healthy for your body mind and spirit you know which is something avocado toast can do it can be good for the body the mind and the spirit wow and i love how you emphasized wow you're also doing the cleanup work over here mm -hmm. so oh be just beautiful so as we begin to wrap up our time together, what are some of the key ideas, not that we haven't hit so many, but what are some of the key ideas you hope readers will take away from reading this book? Um, yeah, just that you, it doesn't matter how much debt you're in or where it came from, you still deserve to be happy, healthy, a roof over your head, etc. all that and pursue your, your goals too. Um, and I go through, you know, different specific financial areas in my book of like how you can buy a house when you have, you know, six figure student debt or how you can get a lower interest rate so that you're not throwing away money on, you know, high interest every month. Um, how do you repair your bad credit? right? What are the steps you can take besides just waiting for stuff to go off your record? Um, so I do get really in the weeds with that stuff with each chapter, kind of like taking a different, a different approach to that um, item. But the bigger, the bigger ideas are like, you know, do an inventory of your life yourself. Take an honest assessment. What needs to change in order for you to be happier and financially better off. Um, so, you know, let's roll up our sleeves. Let's do the work together. So where can listeners find you, Stephanie? Yeah, so, so my website is www.youarenotyourdebt.com. Um, and I also have a Twitter and an Instagram presence with that same exact title, You Are Not Your Debt. So thank you so much for being with us today, Stephanie. I am so appreciative by the avocado toast, how to crush student debt, make more money and live your best life. And as we conclude today's podcast, I'd like to thank Familius Publishing for their support in bringing this podcast to your ears and your heart. We'd be thrilled if you'd subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review on iTunes and social media. And when you're ready for that next amazing book adventure, we'd be honored if you'd choose a book from Familius Publishing, such as the lovely book we discussed today. One step at a time, we can make the world a happier place. Thanks for sharing your time with me, Dr. Carla Maria Manley. It's been a joy and a true pleasure. Be well and shine as only you can do. We talk together, learn together, play, work, eat together. We laugh together.